0: happening fams uh, before you go any further uh so you to stop watching or, or do it afterwards but go click on the link in my bio uh, on instagram and click on the link uh, called fight for mike it's a donations page for mike who's just been diagnosed with cancer uh, and it's the, the money's been used to raise uh, funds for for the treatment um, and also go follow the Instagram page at fight for Mike just to, to follow the journey uh, and get more information about it. Uh, and the, the link is also in their description, uh, so yeah, have a look. Um, shout out Mike, you're fighting a great fight, bow. And, and we're certainly praying for you this side. Um, yeah, all the best. I'm gonna roll the intro, uh, but yeah, certainly have a look at, at the bio. Hello, and how are you, Toy Sports lovers out there, and welcome back to another chat of the KIRWR pod, here I've abbreviated it, where we chat all things from the mental side of sport, to stories, laughs and banter, whether into the old pigskin or the old leather ball, we've got you. Today I'm joined by jack of all trades and master of offloads, Dylan Lades, and if you don't know who he is, you've probably been living under a rock, but he's previously played for UCT, the Western Force, Western Province, Stormers, and currently with La Rochelle in the Springboks. In this pod, we say a farewell to Newlands and everything it means to him, as well as the disappointment of not making the Rugby World Cup squad to go to Japan. But by no means is his Springbok dream over. I hope you guys enjoy and let me know what you guys think.
1: You're man. How are you?
0: <laughs> Good. How are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm alright. It's been a long day.
0: Uh,
1: I literally just got home like 10 minutes ago from training.
0: She's they working you hard that side, huh? What's, it's what's, really, that, I... what's that
1: about? <laughs> no... no I... I don't know. Like, oh, it's weird. We only started training at like half past two, so
0: jeez, it's, yeah. um, it's weird.
1: Like, I I suppose it's it's a bit easy because like like La isn't really like a big town, you know. So okay, okay, uh, with like COVID and that at the moment, um, they sort of we do a test every week, like literally jeez. every Wednesday. To, to get
0: the like full on like up the so nose? No,
1: I'm just thinking
0: like that, that thing goes <laughs> that's, like, off sides, uh, that's
1: off sides It feels like they your brain <laughs> And you try to get used uh, to that feeling it's,
0: No, that's, it's, that's not a feeling I think anyone gets used to uh, I mean, like, like, like now my mates back
1: home are like, what's it like? And I'm like, uh, i can't tell you I can't explain Because it's just <laughs> a weird feeling It's not sore or anything But like you just don't want it to happen As much as it's happening right now yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, 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 I personally haven't had one, and I don't, I don't plan on having one. But no, uh, if you can, if you can avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> do it.
1: Do it, do it,
0: do it. But yeah, your your Wi-Fi is working, which means one thing for me. Uh, I get to practice my French, um, <laughs> and, and bear in mind. So I got. It's a direct translation of Google Translate, and we know their track record with uh, direct translations. The Google Translate has yeah, it's bad, uh...
1: double, yeah, a few times
0: already. <laughs> so, so, but I figure the guys at home are not going to know what I say either way. So, if I put on a decent French accent, it's just it's going to go down the same way. Uh, so, exactly. so here goes. Um, geez, uh, the first word always gets me. So it's uh, uh, bienvenue sur le podcasts. Come on, Oliver. Oh well, welcome <laughs> to my podcast, basically. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, exactly. Is it doesn't mean bienvenue. that? <laughs> bienvenue. Welcome
1: to the well, like, welcome to the podcast. Like, how, to the how podcast. do you say it? Uh bienvenue.
0: Yes, that's that. That is it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but man, I, I'm I'm a lucky guy chatting to, to Bach number eight hundred and eighty-five. I I Googled it, I Double-checked it. <laughs> I quadruple-checked it. I sixth-checked it. Um, uh, yeah, jack of all trades, master of offloads. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> D- D- Dylan's quite a humble guy, so you'll, like, deflect attention and 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 say it's not good. <laughs> we- we've got the clips. We've got the clips. <laughs> um, oh, but, man. yeah, no, but it's just a pity you went to bishops. Um, but uh, we uh-huh. all we're, <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. <laughs> uh, Come on. Bishops you, can't, the, you
1: can't start the podcast like
0: that. <laughs> no, shout out Bishops of Great School. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but in all seriousness, us for me, I kind of see this as a, a celebration of your career so far. You know, you've you've brought us a lot of joy uh, playing for, for the stormers and province over the years. Um, yeah. And yeah, I kind of see it as a celebration of, of what's happened so far, and and yeah, I thank I'm I consider myself lucky uh, to have you on. So thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm I'm
1: happy to be here, man. Uh, <laughs> you've been a, 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 a like a hall of fame guest uh before <laughs> I joined, so uh, I'm, I'm happy you consider me to be to be part of part of uh, a, a see, squad see, like that, you know, yeah. man. There's the humbleness coming me, in again. To you, Achilles, myself, you know, Sculpt Prince, you know, so
0: no, no, no. just
1: to name a few, you know, no. to, to be on the podcast now, man, I should be thanking you.
0: <laughs> no, 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 there's the humbleness coming in again, come on. <laughs> uh, but sure, enough of the sappy stuff, I think, uh, how's, how's life in France been? Have you had the full French experience, the the baguettes, the Eiffel Tower, uh, the beret, um, how's it been uh, the first month? Weeks, days, how's it been? Yeah,
1: so uh, actually tomorrow it will be a month. Um, wow. So yeah, you've caught me at a pretty good time then. You know? <laughs> give you a rundown of, of a few things that that happens over here. But man, um, it's been, um, I must say, like, like speaking about La Rochelle, like it's a really nice city, like quite small. Um, a lot similar to Cape Town in the sense that it's obviously – you know, a, a coastal coastal city, and yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, so it's really nice, and, but it's pretty small. So, um, I mean, a, a lot of the guys stay within, you know, a couple of minutes of each other. Okay, um, a couple of the boys who stay relatively close to me, you know. So, it's uh, it's been good getting to know the guys as well. Um, we were just like uh, the 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 French, like culture is is. It's it's a lot to take in. Any weird experiences (laughs) yet? Yeah, so I I, I remember when when we chatted, like, you know, obviously, like, sending messages and stuff, sort of talking about the podcast. I told you I'd I'd go into a bit more detail just about the function. But (laughs) they, they, like, it's a first world country, but so stuck in, like, way, way back. Like, (laughs) um, you get, like, your, your bank account and like your bank card and your bank, po- like your pin basically sent all in the mail. Jeez. So like, you can't walk into to, to like a bank over here. Like, you know, you, you walk into EBSA back home and you're like, um, I want to open an account. Here's my ID. Like, yeah. know, here's my proof of address. And you walk out and you've got your account. You've got your card, whatever. Um, it took me like three weeks to get my bank account sorted. <laughs> um, <laughs> So now you can imagine. We're That's like, a crisis. <laughs> um, my contract obviously started over here, like, officially in July. But mm. because of COVID, I couldn't really travel. So I got here um, at the beginning of August and had to sort out my bank account for them to, like, put some money into <laughs> my account, you know. So I was, I was sort of going around, still still swiping my episode card here, just using <laughs> Randellas over in La show. Man, it was tough, whenever, <laughs> whenever the boys are like, yeah, uh, we're going out for dinner, do you want to join? Obviously, yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to get to know the guys. Yeah, so you obviously go, but
0: they paid. <laughs> I'm not going to blow them off, and
1: then it's like, at the end of the night, you, and you know how it goes, like, "Oh, sh- should we just split the ball? And everyone's oh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> no. 40 euros, and I'm thinking to myself, 40 euros, and I'm thinking, like, on the internet, I'm like, Oh shit, like this oh, is how I'm paying for meal. No <laughs> <laughs> So I quickly I quickly got out of that habit of, of trying to convert things. Um, but yeah, and like they like everything is, is shut on a Sunday. So like if you're trying to like go to the supermarket or go to like a Woolies to get a quick snack or whatever, it's like everything's shut on a Sunday. Um, also don't try and make appointments between twelve and two because People just don't want to see
0: you. Oaks like, and napping. and Oxo napping. <laughs> yeah, it's lunch. So like, those are those are me. Two-hour lunch. Like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, they have
1: dinner so late here. So so it's it's obviously summer at the moment. And like, it's well, it's now twenty to eight, and it's yeah, I see it. The sun's still out, and Jeez. like, people like start making dinner plans around about eight p.m., which is so weird. Like, yeah. I see. Yeah, I remember, man. like, the first couple of days getting here, I would, like, message uh, some of the boys and be like, you know, like, are we going out for dinner? And it would be half past six. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll chat to you a bit later. And yeah, I'm like, just having lunch, so. <laughs> yeah, later, what do you mean? It's half past six? Like, surely we're we going to eat now. But, no, it's, it's been really good, man. Like, some of the, it's helped a lot. Like, obviously, having um, Raymond Rule here, you yeah. know, he, like, we played together um, at the Stormers, so, He's helped me settle in nicely, you know, uh, showing me around a bit. And then a lot of the, the French guys are also, like, some of them are, are, are so, like, welcoming and, and others, you know, they, you, you sort of figure out, like, their English isn't sort of too good, but they, they try and speak to you just, yeah. you know, to, to make things a bit easier for you as well, which is really okay. good. Yeah. So, no, it's been a, a, a good, good uh, couple of weeks, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been, I saw on the Instagram stories uh, on the boat uh, and and oh, and, and oh, that looked like special. Yeah. So, so how can, how a, can you that, not bond? How can you not yeah, bond? Yeah,
1: exactly. How can you not bond? <laughs> there's, there's beers flowing. You're on a yeah. boat. Like, you know, it's, you, you, if you're not, if you're not bonding there, I don't think there's going to uh, be. Then, a, then
0: there's a problem. There's you, a, you're yeah.
1: you're going to struggle to bond anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. so, it,
0: was, it was really good. So, so what? I wonder what brought about the move uh, to 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 Loris
1: Um. So, like, funny story. Uh, during obviously like the the build up to the World Cup and that, um, you know, I was sort of set in trying to you know do my best and and what I possibly can, you know, to get myself on that flight to Japan. Yeah. Um. Obviously, things didn't go according to plan, and then. La Rochelle had um, like a last a last minute opening into like they called it like a a medical joker where they basically they were they lost a couple of guys to the French team and um, they were struggling for depth and uh, you know they just needed someone to cover for that World Cup period basically. Okay. And I would have come back um, January and would have they started again with the Stormers and Super Rugby. and um, that fell through. Um, okay. They ended up just like going with, with some of the younger guys over here, and um, it, it just like I think they they thought you know if if they could try to get me over here permanently, you know they're gonna they were gonna go after me, and mm. um, I had a, a couple of calls. Uh, like, Skype chats with uh, the director of rugby here, and uh, Ronan Ogara is there, like, yes. the head coach, Fit.
0: and, uh, yeah. and uh,
1: <laughs> Jono Gibbs, he's a flank who played for, like, the Maori All Blacks, and I'm I'm not too sure if he played for the All Blacks, but he, I know he played for the Chiefs and Super Rugby and that, so they just chatted to me about, um, yeah, wanting, like, wanting to, to, to get me over here permanently, instead of just, like, on a on a three-month sort of covering uh, basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time, you know, I was sort of... Obviously, the World Cup was on, and I was thinking to myself, you know, the next World Cup is in four years. At that four years' time, I'm going to be 32. Like,
0: And it's in France, like, next World and Cup. It, and
1: it's in France, yeah. And and um, I was just thinking to myself, you know, like, I'm um, obviously just signed at the Stormers. So I was I was in a pretty good spot um, but that was the thing that sort of bothered me a bit you know uh, the yeah. fact that uh, just that comfortability uh, yes yeah yeah that comfort I, I had that that year at the force but I mean I was pretty young then mm. so it was just about like I, I thought to myself I had in previous years turned, turned down one or two offers to go overseas and I think for me personally, if I'd said no to this, it would have been—I sort of would to would have had to accept the fact that I'm probably gonna stick around at the Stormers until yeah. my time is up, you know. Yeah. So it was more for me a a, a decision to to challenge myself mm. uh, in the rugby aspect, uh, as a human being, uh, you know, just. Get away from what I've been used to for the last seven years.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, even though it was, it's hard because you know that for the next, you know, a little while, however long I do spend over here, there's no sort of quick coffee catch up at Bootlegger or quick, <laughs> you know, Sunday yeah. afternoon drinks at Caprice. You know, that's like, it's starting life all over again, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So, with With that in mind, I knew that it was something that I just had to do just for myself just to, to get out of that that comfortable space that I was sort of in back home, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, rugby wise also the opportunity to come and play in France and just be in a different environment, a different culture, and you know just from like having long conversations with Ronan like just what he had to say basically about the plan that he has over here and what he's trying to do, like what direction he's trying to take the club in, you know? And it's a it's a club that sort of, they, they've they got the players, but they're just lacking that like motivation and belief because they've never been in a position where they contend us for a trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just saying with a... With a with the time he spent at the Crusaders and, you know, he also was in that position where he could have stuck around at the Crusaders and would have been probably with with this team that won the Aotearoa competition now. Or he could have taken up the challenge of of coming over here and trying to do something special over here. And I think that's what what got me at the end of the day. Mm. The fact that, you know, I I obviously still want to play good rugby and want to enjoy myself. And and if I can add value over here and, you know, be at a club who will hopefully win their first ever trophy, it's it's something very special. And, you know, it's like, it's just being around different people and and learning a new culture and meeting different people as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It must be a a flippant cool experience. And also, I actually just want to congratulate you. It pops into my head. Uh, man got engaged. I uh, just <laughs> <camera>. come on. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he stuck with me. you, right? <laughs>
1: lockdown, lockdown, was. I must say, lockdown was good, right? man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it helped. Uh, you know, I thought at the start of lockdown, I was like, oh here we go. This is going to be the real test."
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but,
1: uh, luckily for me and, and the monsters, we we survived it and we've done yep. well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah uh, did the World Cup in being in France in twenty twenty three kind of play on your decision at all? Uh, just with regards to be you being over there um, and knowing conditions and yeah, I think just having been acclimatized already and, and providing guys with insights into to European players, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think not too much. I mean, um, I wasn't really thinking about, about the World Cup being in France in 2023 when I, when I, when I made the decision, although it, it was something that I'd spoken to people about, you know. Mm. But yeah. I think um, for me, it's it, it sort of coming over here now, you you know that, like, it's, for me, it's not a case of I, I just got to play well. And then hopefully still make the Springboks. You know, I've got to play sort of without putting too much pressure on myself or anything like that. Like I've mm-hmm. got to play, or I've got to work twice as hard as a guy back home because yeah, I'm not on the TV every Saturday afternoon anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've got to keep playing while putting in good performances. Because also I wasn't at the World Cup and I wasn't sort of in the close 35 guys that were considered, you know, like reserve players. So, a guy, for instance, like everyone knows that at the moment, Andre Pollard is probably the number one fly in South Africa. Yeah. Not probably, he is. So, him being overseas, if he plays well, He'll, he'll make the springboard. Yeah, yeah. But whereas my situation is, if I play well back home, I've got a chance of being in the squad. But now that I'm overseas and playing in, in France, my performance has got to be sort of double as good as the guy back home. Yeah. So that my selection sort of, I don't know, like gets justified.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: Just the fact that no one's like the media isn't really gonna hype you up mm. when you're in France, not seeing you play every weekend compared to when you're on Super Sport One every Saturday yeah. afternoon. Do you know what I mean? So At
0: three, five, or seven. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> three, five, or seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but the decision, you know, with the World Cup being in France, it, it didn't really didn't really play too much of a of a role in me coming
0: over here. Yeah. Okay. And I I wonder how do you reflect on your time at 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 the Stormers in province like some of your, your maybe some of your fondest uh, memories on and off the pitch and also maybe your first kind of memories of province.
1: Yeah, jeez. Um I can probably go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Here. <laughs> get get the dinner ready, get the coffee sorted. <laughs> but um. Yeah, my time at province, man, Robbie, it was <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't think I ever imagined that I would play that many games for the Stormers and Western Province, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I, and I suppose everyone says it, like, you play one, cool, you play 10, oh, amazing. Yeah. Like, I played 76 games, I think, for the Stormers. Oh, that's uh, a good shift there. Yeah, For, like, great shift. I, I, I started seventy-five of those. Like what? Yeah, I was under the bench once last year against the Sharks in Durban.
0: Was there much it much chat from the sideline on the bench to you, like fans? <laughs> of, no, of, of no, topic, no, but <laughs> it,
1: was, it was quite cool. Like we, like just before I left, like myself and, and uh, uh, myself and Chris Francois, like we're just chatting, like literally having a conversation about my time at the Stormont as well. And, that, and that's how we got to figure that out, actually. But yeah, like playing under 21s for province and like having guys like John Villiers, like Brian O'Banner, Skalkberg like legends. Yeah. And then going into like the super rugby training group with them and like, you know, you just sort of shit like, oh. I want to be like these guys one day, you know, like I want to play for the Stormers one day. And then, yeah. like I say, you make your debut and you play a couple more games and then find yourself like in a leadership group and you're like, how did I get you? <laughs> you know? But um, man, for me, it was it was literally just about, and it's, it's something that like I honestly picked up when I got to UCT. Like, and I think it's got a lot to do with, with sort of that group, like, Grumi, Marcel, Dmitri, like, those guys that won the Varsity Cup, The like, I think it was in 2011.
0: Yeah, 2011.
1: Like, the way they went about things, oh, like, at UCT, it was... Everywhere else, like, there was guys who would not play for a Super Rugby, like, not play for the Bulls and Super Rugby, and then that Monday, they'd play Varsity Cup for Turks. And likewise, <laughs> at parties, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, And, like... Like, those guys, like, at UCT, they were all just, it was all just about enjoying the game, you know, and, like, mm. having fun with your mates, and, man, if if we win, great, but if we lose, like, it's not the end of the world, like, mm. you, you're still enjoying your rugby without yeah. putting extra added pressure on you, and that's just how I went about my game as I, as I sort of got into the Western Province and Stormer my setup as well, like, I want to be playing every weekend and it's just like for me if I don't play like someone else is going to be doing my job and then yeah. he's going to get the idea like he can do it better than me mm. and then yeah. I'm going to be watching and he's going to be playing. So for me it was just like I want to have fun while I'm doing it because it's, you know, other,
0: otherwise why do it? Then you just otherwise like, why do it? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And like it was, it was a case of like I'm here with my mates and guys who have now become, like, my closest mates. And I'm getting to spend time with them every single day, training, playing a game on a Saturday. Like, yeah. if I'm not, not going to enjoy that, I mean, yeah you, you, you'd give that proposal to anyone and they'll be like, man, I'll yeah. take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's,
0: time it's time most time. kids' dreams, <laughs> like, exactly. being so, fair. Like, it's you, like...
1: I don't know if you, if you're not like, I get the fact that you, you, you got to work hard and th- those, those sort of things come with rugby. Like it's, mm-hmm. you miss out on a lot of things. You miss out on mate's birthdays. You miss out on 21st. Like I've mm-hmm. gone, uh, go to a wedding because you've got a game in a different province or, or something yeah. like that. You know, you, you, you make those, those, those sacrifices. Or like so someone once told me like, it's, you're not making sacrifices. Like you, you're making small investments all the time. Sure. And, and I, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> Bro, I, I sat back. It I, was, me, I,
0: was like, <laughs> I sat back. Take I was a break. Like, oh, take a break.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, man, like, it, for me, it was all just about enjoying the game. And the fact that I got to do it with my mates and the fact that I got to do it playing for Stormers and Western Province at Newlands, like, mm. probably one of the biggest rugby brands in the world and one yeah. of the best rugby stadiums in the world every right. other Saturday. It was, like, it was crazy. Like, like you, you like a, a kid from Stran,
0: thinking back now, like,
1: how even? You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, there's another question but I'm going to save it, but we're going to do a word game. So, I usually do uh, a game of reason why, but I think just because we're reflecting on your time, uh, let's do a word game. So, basically, I'm going to say yeah. a word. And then the first kind of phrase or word that pops into your head, uh, just let rip with it. Um, if, if there's any dodge ones, I'll cut it out. Don't worry.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, all good. I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be good. Okay. So I think this is one, two, three, seven, eight, seven, I don't know. Um, so first one, Newlands. Oh. Stormers. Riders. Bishops. World class. (laughs) (laughs) class. You had to, you had to. I Um, I just had to Springbox. Um still a dream. Sir (laughs) Ah
1: legendary. Strand.
0: Damn. My heart. Sure. Family why i do this uh tristan better than me (laughs) 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 Um, look that's good um i think let's go back to the first one uh newlands how how disappointing was not having the send-off uh and and how how sad is it gonna be knowing that it's no longer gonna be the, the home of rugby for province. Uh, I yeah. mean, I, you certainly, I, I walked past it the other day uh, and you, you always, even now, I like looking at them like, is anyone like there? like the there, yeah. nice. oh, You see like, <laughs> the, the big DHL things like, oh, it's going to be sad, man. Well, it's
1: like, like so, just, this like all-round disappointment. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was telling someone the other day, like, like, I would have obviously loved to have, like, the season go according to plan for us, yeah. you know, like, as as the stormers of, well, 2020, the season that, that's past now. And like, you guys we were had,
0: looking good as well, hey? So yeah, we, just we're like, we, had,
1: we had such, like, great plans in place and mm. wanted to, we all knew it was going to be the last year, but we just had so much that we wanted to achieve as a group mm. and, like, just make more memories than, than what we already had, you know, and for me, like not having played like sort of a farewell game there is, there's something that will probably be like, like you, you wish you can just have that moment, like have that 80 minutes and just be like, this is it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think like it would have been great to, to have, you know, the Super Rugby final at Newlands, you yeah.
0: know,
1: yeah. and that that'd be the farewell game and like, can you, like, can you just imagine Cape Town like? No say, it's
0: celebrations, Claremont. Go are going, no. to
1: win it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, i pulling <laughs> all nighters left. nights. Right, right. <laughs> you'll, you'll see me at that, that engine, right, that with that steers. You'll see me there every night probably. But,
0: geez, <laughs> that's a great engine. I huh? probably want to better one also
1: like in my, my 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 younger days going to Tiger Tiger and that like that place it's got some funny stories that happened at that.
0: I think that that's like a different podcast on its own. Just
1: yeah, one hundred percent the kind of 100%. stuff you did at
0: that injury. You like why did yeah. I do that? Like oh my no. word!
1: But um yeah, getting back to like the Newlands. it's, it's yeah. like it's for me. It's like I remember going there as as a to like watching games there and you think to yourself oh, I just want to play there like one day just, yeah just want to get onto the field you know <laughs> and like yeah. now I'm thinking like me growing up and, and, and having a family and you know I, I can't share that little moment yeah. with with my kid you know like seeing that excitement like knowing how excited I was the first time I went to Newlands,
0: like yes so you, you're not gonna have
1: that sort of that moment where your kid will be like, oh, I remember when out when yeah. my dad took me to Newlands for the first time, you know. So it's it's really sad, and I think everyone at the union like like there's there's a guy at at Newlands who works at Newlands, uh, Gabon. Like he he knows and he knows all the players. He's been there for probably since like Conor Clych. There is like, Jeez, Shut shout out, shout
0: <laughs> out. Like <even laughs> Shut before
1: up. then, and like like Dobbo made him sort of, or asked him to, to come and chat to us. I think it was before the Hurricanes game or opener, just about what Newlands means to him.
0: Yeah.
1: And like, he's like, I well, can't even guess the age, but like over 50, <laughs> you know? And we he came up and like chatted to us and you see the emotion that guy has and he showed come that on, day about Newlands. It's, it's amazing, and like you think to yourself, man, I'm lucky. Like I get to run out here every other Saturday, and there's someone who just who wants to be uh, like just once, you know? Yeah, he's, he
0: can't wait for, for exactly. Yeah. And
1: even like like, D- Dobbo's dad, who, who obviously sadly passed away, man. Yeah. Like he came and spoke to us as well, and like like. Like tears were, were were rolling down his his cheeks, you know. And it's a it's a, like a well-respected man in the rugby fraternity. Yeah. And you see him talk about Newlands like that, and it just gives you goosebumps. So you're like, <laughs> like I'm really lucky, and I'm so yeah. so just so blessed to be to be doing this, you know, at a place like Newlands.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in lockdown, we'd be going on like lots of little hike things around Newlands and Newlands Forest, uh, and you. Obviously, the first thing you look for is, like, where's Newlands? Uh, yeah. And, you see, and, and I was actually, I think it was two weeks ago we saw, I was looking at Newlands, and I, I remember my dad, like, as you say, for the first time he took me, uh, I think it was a province game, and I just remember Brayton Pulsa just running down the side, like, killing it, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is the dream, bro. <laughs> this is the yeah, dream. It's
1: like you, the, the, like, the one thing I love about Newlands is the fact that the fans are just so close to you. Like yeah. All the time, you know what I mean? And that's something like running out, see all like the jerseys and the flags and that. And it's it's something that you you can't really put into words. It's just like when you're in that moment, you're just like, This is incredible.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. It it almost it almost feels like a, a sense of community once when the game's on, you know. It's like 100. percent It for, for certainly for fans, it's it's that specific arena. Is, yeah. you're there for one for one reason and that's to to support the boys and, and have a couple beers uh if you're of okay. age obviously um <laughs> so yeah no i think uh but yeah you say that the the fans feel like they're right on top of you have you any have you had any uh classic comments that you remember Like because you always shout out you always shout at the, at the players and yeah. obviously, they don't respond but like like, I don't know if you shout loud enough, I'm sure they can. Oh, yeah. Have you? 100%, like, <laughs> at least
1: once a game I've had, you know, someone chirp me and that sort of thing. And you just chuckle. <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, I was sort of like saying to myself, like, don't, don't like, look, don't turn around. Don't yeah, yeah. Look, play it, cool. Play it, cool. But, <laughs> but like, as I've like gone on and gotten a bit older, I yeah, sort of like always turn around and just like smile and look at them. It's, because it's just like... It's, I love it it's a, little also, hey. have, like a little moment you have. A little moment you have with yeah. a fan. You know, like, the guy's been trying to get your attention and like, especially during the warm-up, like... Okay. I think for for like for me, personally, everyone's always just, like, so focused. And I mean, the guy's right here. He's, he's five meters away from you. It's yeah. not like you can't hear him. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, for, for me, I always try and turn around and smile or wink or give a thumbs up, you know? But then I've had some like classic chirps, like <laughs> like I with like my hair and that sort of thing. Like people always chirping me, like, like I should cut my hair and I'll be a bit quicker or if I cut <laughs> my hair, like I would have gotten that high ball, like I could have jumped higher. That's the classics, huh? Jeez. Um, I remember in 2015, I think was, yeah, we played the quarterfinal against the Brumbies and um, I was playing on the wing and Joe Tamani was opposite me. And just, I'm like, like stepped in, made a made a bad read on D. And I was like, turned turn around to get him and I was already off balance. And he sort of just like brushed me and I fell down. <laughs> and like, he scored and I think they, they won at the end of the day, like 130 something, 18. And um, walking back, I was like, head down, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, just heard, like, someone shouting at me, like, nah, don't worry. Um, you won't have to feel like this again. This will be your last game for the storm. I see. It's just like, people hey, oh, oh, <laughs> like, are... Savage. They get into you when you're like, oh, like, it's so many times, like, uh, guys will always just chirp you about the opposition. and Especially when you're playing yeah. the all-backs, like... <laughs> Like all playing like a a Kiwi Super Rugby team, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. all that guys climbing into right? So no, there's been some good trips over over the years, I must say.
0: <laughs> no, I can imagine. Um, speaking of hair, uh, that Falau, um tackle or, or whatever you call that, it's probably one of the most bizarre uh, things I've ever seen on a rugby field. <laughs> how, how does that rank in bizarre bizarreness to you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's that's number one. That's number one. And it must but, have been uh, so
0: painful. Oh my! It was. Uh,
1: Jeez. And at at that point, I, I probably should have realised maybe it was time to cut my hair, but <laughs> no, <well. laughs> I'm still carried on for another three seasons with that long hair. But um, no, that was man, that was painful. Uh, but it was also like, so funny. Like, obviously, the whole situation how their coach went on about it and yeah. said that he got me by the collar and then <laughs> I did the media thing right <laughs> after and, they, and I said like he pulled me by the hair. Didn't he, no, didn't
0: he say it wasn't hair? He didn't pull the hair? Yeah, he said he, <laughs> got, he said, Falau got me by the collar. That's the most but bizarre yeah. comment ever. Afterwards, we
1: go, what normally happens like when you when you play international or like test matches, you go have a beer with the other team yeah. and say thank you for the game whatever the case may be and he came up to me and he was like bro I'm so sorry about that didn't mean yeah for that to happen and it was a mistake and just wanted to apologize to you and not okay. make big feel of it yeah so I was I was fine with it I mean yeah it like a lot of people still ask me about it and they're like yeah we, if I see that is it for now?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like five years ago guys yeah
1: <laughs> It's done. It's done. Just yeah. leave it. But that—that's right up there, like in bizarre rugby moments that that I've been involved in. Why yeah, not? I
0: mean, it's like you—you can, you can't really be like bleak at the guy because I obviously wouldn't have. Tackled you by the hair on purpose, you know. Exactly. Like, so, but,
1: I, I think I was way more chilled compared yeah. to everyone else about the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. you still
0: see that clip, and Ibbin just goes like, I mean, like be just sees oh, red.
1: Yeah. She's red." <laughs> and look, if if Ibbin's gonna gonna stand up for me like that, there's no need for me to yeah, be. I mean, getting then that. it's sorted. Then it's sorted. <laughs> then it's sorted. You know? yeah. I can walk away from that that situation knowing that. Even yeah. though I wasn't in the battle myself, like, it's all done. Like, yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> so that,
0: so that, that must be a scary um, experience to have. Even if he's just, like, have got you by the collar, it's still okay. Like, <laughs> like,
1: let me tell you, we playing Toulon this weekend as our season opener. Yes. <gasps> and oh. I'm dreading that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I try and run it back from 15 and I stepped the wrong way and I find myself running into the like, I'm, I'm already dreading it. I, I've looked at, looked at a couple of clips just to find out where he is. Where he fits in. there. <laughs> so I've already got it in my mind saying, look, if they kick the ball on the left, I'm not trying to run <laughs> towards where the big thing is going to try and get through there. I'm
0: saying far away from that. No, well that. I think that's why he played. Seventy odd uh, caps for, for the Stormers, you know. You got got that thinking brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, let's. Uh, I think let's start with your call up for the Springboks and your debut. Uh, did you ever think, as a young guy, you'd ever be playing for the Springboks? And how how special was that that moment for you and your your support system? Uh, yeah, just that whole that whole experience. I find fascinating of debuts and call ups. Um, yeah. It was yeah. um, Robbie. it was like one of those moments that you always,
1: you, you want it to happen. Like you are always going to want it to happen. Yeah. And like every, yeah. every rugby playing kid in South Africa dreams of one day representing their country or, or whatever the case may be, you know? So, and, and I was no different. Um, like I just remember when I, when I made the SA under 20 squad, like, mm. I, as a like seven year old, we like have to you know do dress ups when you like, yeah. you know grade one or whatever at school, and and I went as a Springbok rugby player. Jeez, that's and, awesome. um, my my mom like you know you know how parents are we're like so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen that photo since I was maybe nine years old and now I'm playing s and the 20 and my mom has got the photo. <laughs>
0: showing everyone.
1: Showing I'm everyone, mom, you know. No. You're just like, oh, mom. Like, oh, that, use
0: that. that.
1: But it, I, I just remember we had been at the Springbok camp um, like sort of for three days and they said that they would let you know how, like if you made the squad or not. And at the time I was, I was the only guy with, um, from the storm now, we're traveling back to Cape, uh, like, and we're at Joburg airport and we're sitting like, in the, in the Wimpy and it was myself, Damien Delende, Lende, Eben Ezebeth, Franz Malabur, Steven Kirtsov, Bongi Mbunambi. Yeah, and, and me. Yeah. And, so, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not going to ask these guys, like, how do they do it? Like, how do they tell you if you've made the squad or not? Because yeah, don't say it, don't say it, don't for me, say <laughs> for, me, they, for me, they certain, like they, yeah. they, like, they know they're in the squad, sort of, you know? Because, obviously, they, like, they've had a good season and they've been in the box before. So, you, you'd expect mm-hmm. them to be, you know, in the, in the wider squad, even, like, in the starting team and sort of sat down at the airport and I was on my phone like, speaking to my parents, my, when my dad was also, you know, what are you thinking? Like, Did they chat to you? Um, how do you feel? Do you, do you think maybe you stand a chance? And I was like, oh, I've, I've gone a the right doing super rugby. So if I do get a call up, I'd be stoked, like, you know, just to be in the environment, but mm. otherwise, you know, I'll hopefully get another run in sooner or later. And like while I'm speaking to my dad, I just see like a lot of WhatsApp messages coming through and (laughs) congratulations, congratulations. And I'm like, what's going on? On on the like screen, they've got like the squad for the the, uh, June internationals against France, and all of these guys are like, they so chill because like I said, oh "Oh, okay, my (laughs) dad. And I'm sitting there. I'm like. Oh,
0: shit. Like, <laughs> Lunch is on me, guys. It's just on
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, like, I'm in a Springbok squad, you know? So, that was crazy. And then flying back to Cape Town, like, landed at the airport. My brother picked me up, drove straight through to Strand, like, to go see my parents
0: and that. Oh, man, that must um, have been cool.
1: Yeah, I had, like, my aunts and uncles, everyone yep. coming over for dinner, you know? And, and, good, like, good. Yeah, it was. it was such an awesome feeling and then like the week leading up to the first test um, they announced the starting 15 on the Monday and wasn't in the starting 15 I was thinking and you know like I'm sitting there I'm working out I'm like okay yeah yeah, this guy's got to be on the bench he's the only other nine he's got to be on the bench because he can play 10 and I'm like oh it's tight it's now between me and three other guys and this guy <laughs> he's, he's got a couple of caps as well so maybe not this test. Let's look look, look towards the next test. And uh, Brendan Fenter was the defense coach at the time. And he sort of comes up to me and he goes, look, um, we haven't finalized the bench yet, um, but just like, don't, don't uh, lose focus now. Like, put yeah, in a yeah. good session this afternoon and um, we're going to announce the bench tomorrow morning. So Tuesday morning comes and I'm like, Come on, <laughs> come on, something, give oh, me something yeah, come you know? on. <laughs> and um, sort of like, like reviewing yesterday's training, and I'm like, oh, I didn't do much in the training session, now I've got to watch this, like, let's just get to the point where you're not the bench. <laughs> and so the guys, and they put up on the big screen, they're like, yeah, this is the bench for the weekend, and congrats, like, Dylan, you're going to, you know, hopefully go on cool, and make the baby, man. and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it was like man it's such a like a crazy moment like in for me in that that moment when they announced that like you had all the, all the boys like I was sitting next to Sia or I was sitting in between Sia and Damien and like to have those guys just like get around me like yeah. give me a high five like give me a hug to say congrats you know it's such a like a feeling to know yeah. that these are your mates that you're going out with you know at the Stormers on the weekend you play you're working hard together now you're going to do it, like, on the big stage, you know, representing your country. So it was such an amazing feeling. And, like, obviously getting on and winning the Test match, having my parents and my brother there for, like, my capping ceremony. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just one of those those days that you'll never forget. And it was, yeah. like, a really special, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, sure. You, you just think about it. You always... Those stories always give me goosebumps. It's just, it's such a, it's like a feel-good story. Is this you can't exactly, not feel good. Exactly. Yeah,
1: 100% <laughs> a feel-good story,
0: man. Yeah. No, I, I look, I think let's, uh, let's, well, I'm going to ask, uh, and I understand if you don't want to get into too much detail, but how did you handle not making the, the World Cup squad? Like, it must have been incredibly tough, especially yeah. you were involved in the, like, Kind of lead up to to the World Cup. Uh, so, yo, how did you how did you handle that? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. Like,
1: uh, never never really spoke about it. Well, not because, yeah, I, I just didn't feel you know as someone else has to um, you know listen to me yeah. rambling on about why I didn't make the Springboks. It's like. <laughs> that all that, like, yeah, I probably would have made Western Province, but then I hurt my knee, you know? Like, yeah, well, that's you know. always my
0: excuse, but... It's <laughs> <laughs> sort of <a laughs> that,
1: you know? Yeah. Um, But spoke to, like, my brother and, and my parents and, like, mostly my missus and, and some of my, my close mates, and those were really the people that sort of knew how I was actually feeling about it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed. You know, like you said, I'd been... yeah. From the first camp in June last year, you know, I was there for five weeks mm. in Pretoria, training hard, like knowing exactly what's needed of me. Um, and then rugby championship came around, um, was in the 23 for the Australia test where Herschel oh, mm. made his debut. Yeah. Um, won quite convincingly, but and I sat on the bench for 80 minutes never really got a oh, yeah. uh an explanation as to why it didn't go on um uh, came back to Western Province played Currie Cup like went quite well in the Currie Cup I yes. was cuz for me it was it was all about trying to prove a point then um you know basically like I'm I'm still here even though I'm not in New Zealand or I think think they went to Argentina like even though I'm not in the squad traveling with you guys, like I'm gonna do my best so that you guys have to take note of me back home, yeah. you know?
0: Show up and...
1: and yeah, exactly. And then, um, just like no- nothing and never heard back regarding if I need to come to training camp again or what the case may be. And then, um, just got a call like on a Sunday night saying that I'm flying up to Pretoria tomorrow morning to play against Argentina. And um, it was like, uh, I wouldn't say like, for me, it was sort of, oh, well, this is a test to basically give guys a last chance that's been in the mix. And I was sort of feeling that I'm not really in the mix here, you know? Okay. Um, so, and I don't know if you remember that test, like Sabu and Korsi had a blinder.
0: Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two
1: crazy try. Yeah. And like, like I say, not to be like the guy with a, oh, I could have made it if I didn't injure my knee story. But like, <laughs> even if I had a game like Sabu and Korsi that day, I don't think I would have, I would have changed their minds about yeah. me possibly making the squad, you know? I think they had already, they really got in their squad together, and um, you know, as as a player, all you can hope for is that you, you go out there, you do your best, and things go well for you on the day, and hopefully you sort of leave them with a, ooh, like yeah, maybe maybe we need a we need to have another look at this guy type of thing, you know, leave yeah. them scratching their heads a bit. Mm and that wasn't the case i think we only scraped through that test match like 19 13 or whatever so it wasn't really a a convincing win and and i think guys were also playing to sort of be safe knowing that
0: yeah yeah they don't really want,
1: want anything to happen mm. before the world cup you know and that was it like it literally afterwards it was thanks like um yeah, you're on, you're on a flight back tomorrow to Cape Town to go play K-Cup for Western Province. Okay. And that was it. Like, yeah. I, was, I was never told whether I would be uh, um, sort of non-travelling reserve or anything like that. So when, there, when Jesse got injured, it never even crossed my mind that oh, okay. I could, you know, potentially be getting a call to go to the World Cup. I was actually making plans with my sister to go to Bali. So <laughs> it, would, it would have been. A, she
0: would be <laughs> it
1: would have been a pretty awkward conversation You're, to have with her. Yeah. That we had bolted up for a good couple of days, or like 10-12 like days, saying that she needs to try get off at work so that we can go to Bali. <laughs> and then someone gets injured at the World Cup, and I'm telling her, listen, that Bali. Hold is, it,
0: hold it. You know,
1: but yeah. I was like, never, never once had a sort of, uh, I don't want them to do well. Like I should have been in there, you know, like,
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just not that type of person at the end of the day. Mm. And I was like, even at that time, you know, before every game sending, you know, the guys that I'm close with within that group, sending them messages, you know, good luck. Mm. Hope it goes well, all the best, whatever. And I mean, like straight after to the final, you you don't expect people like after winning a World Cup final to be replying to your messages, but like, yeah, yeah, I send guys a message just out of like, fuck, I'm, oh shit. like I'm sorry, <laughs> like, like you guys have done so well, you like you world champs, and like, yeah, straight up. Obviously for them it hasn't sunk in, but I mean I was at Tiger's Mulk in on Club since like nine a.m. <laughs> You know, the, the bar was opening at 9.30. No, I was no. there waiting, you know? No, no. <laughs> so, like, I was just so happy. Like, you you see, like, the whole mood of everyone in Cape Town and I suppose yeah. the whole country after they won the World Cup. So then for those guys to be, like, I was sending them a message saying, congrats, whatever, and then they're replying straight away with a picture, you know, of them in the medal. And the tournament oh, and stuff. It's it's cool. Like You're just like, oh, man, this is, like, at the end of the day, like, they're going to be world champs forever and their gold medal is going to be there, but it's, it's, it's really about the friendships, you know, and you, you're so happy for those guys who, they're your close mates and they, they now world champs, you know? Yeah. So you're just so happy for them at the end of the day. Mm.
0: I was going to ask more on, on that, but I think it's ended that, that was, that's a, that's a quite, that's a nice way to end yeah. it and, and put it to bed, I guess, um, just with, Ha- happy oh, ma- happy and, and on a good night, I think you know. Like, yeah, well,
1: if you, I, don't, I don't mind, we can chat. if you want to, no, no,
0: no. it was just, yeah, no, let's let's uh, I think let's go with um, <laughs> what did you say your most memorable moment uh would be in the Springbok jersey? My most
1: memorable
0: moment, um,
1: my first start against Australia, it was also the it was also the hair-pulling game. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's Can't really forget it. that one. <laughs> Can't forget that one, yeah. But uh, my first start, yeah, uh, yeah. For the Springbok. You know, my, my debut will always be special to me and, and, and something that, you know, I'll hold close to my heart for, for a very long time. But I think being in the run-on team for the first time against yes. Australia yeah. in Bloom. And uh, also that... Newland's test against the All Blacks the following week was epic. Like,
0: how, was, how was facing the Haka? How was that?
1: Oh, man. And
0: special. <laughs>
1: you Let me are- tell you, like,
0: it's... And, like, that's
1: why, like, there's obviously been a lot of chat going on about people, the Haka must go, and, you know, like, it's every yeah. other weekend. But it's something that, as a Springbok playing against the All Blacks, you want to Yo, be stacked you, in front of the hacker Yeah, like, yeah. You want to 100% want to face the hacker and then in recent times, they've done well to then stick it to them for a good 80 minutes yes. afterwards. You know what I yeah. mean? yeah But there was so much like, I remember that test match, just that week leading up to it. They'd obviously like smashed us 57-0 oh. a couple of weeks before. And that week in Cape Town, we knew that, there was gonna be so many All black supporters at yeah. Newlands as well, and just that whole week, everyone like, man, everyone was fired up from like Sunday evening. Let's go! before, like, just like that. Nah, this is the game this we've been waiting for, and like, if we can play now, we'd go. So yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. was so fired up for it, which was and it was awesome. So that that's also a really special moment like that. SA All Blacks Test match at Newlands, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So you mentioned your your debut was against Australia, and you actually went over uh, slightly off topic, but you went over to the Force. What yeah. what's your what's your kind of take on Australian rugby at the moment? Like it's yeah what yeah? Can you comment on Australian it, rugby at the moment? Just just let me turn on the light here. I think you
1: you're being sensitive, Yeah. Well, I think. Um, and for me, like when I went over to the force, um, for me, it was, it was more about the learnings that I, I could take out of, of being in a Super 8 setup at, at the age of yeah. 21, you know? Sure. Um, I got given the opportunity and I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take this, see, see where it goes. And I think at that stage, they were, they were going really well. They had a lot of good players in good position and a a lot of depth in all of the positions basically. But the the one thing you sort of realize so quickly is that rugby is not a big deal in Australia. I've heard, I've heard. It's got so many other competing sports, Mm. which makes it so difficult for uh, rugby Australia to, to get players Mm. sort of, buying into the rugby community, so yeah. to say. Like, and and it, like, just at the moment, I've been reading about like, this 17-year-old kid who's, who's killing it in, yeah. in, in like, this Australian schoolboy, rugby, and now some rugby league team has yeah. come and throwing a ridiculous amount of money at him. Mm. And rugby Australia just can't compete with it. Yeah, no. you can't they these kids like they play rugby and rugby league during school, and then they 've got schools that potentially don't even have rugby because they 've got rugby league and a f l yeah, and then like another sport is obviously cricket yeah and, and something that and 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 like to to go a little bit further, a sport that you wouldn't even think is big big time in australia, soccer like really rugby, rugby union is. Probably on par and at times even below soccer, sure just because like, there's just rugby league i think has has hurt rugby union, yeah just because they've got the financial power, mm-hmm. and I think the rugby union players in in Australia find it difficult to I mean, if you're 17 and some rugby league club is throwing cash at you, you, yeah, you you're not gonna you're not you're not sort of sitting back and thinking, uh um, I want to play for the Wallabies and want to play Super Rugby. But here's a rugby league team telling you, listen, we want you, and this is what we're gonna offer you, and you asking you know where's the pen let me sign
0: this you've never seen that much money in your life it's just like so
1: it's difficult for them to compete with the other sports but at the moment like I've watched a couple of the the Super Rugby AU games and it just seems like the the, sort of the the tide is turning a bit because they've got I mean the Reds I think the average age in the Reds is like 23 something like that so they're all so young and like Besides, like, Michael Hooper at the Waratahs, they've got a lot of young guys coming through as well. Mm. Like, obviously, at the Force, like, they've just been so stoked to be back in Super Rugby. They've got, they they sort of putting some more young talent on display that probably wasn't even known in Australia before Super Rugby AU. Yeah. And then you've got, like, the Rebels, who've who've probably got the Rebels and the Brumbies, who've probably got the the, the stars of, Australian rugby at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, I think if if they can keep sort of putting up good performances and keep showing good behaviours in terms of what they're promising the young guys, you know, instead of going after money at a young age, you know, like yeah. looking after uh, just after player welfare and yeah. showing the guys that, you know, this is the part that, that we've got or this is, the plan that we've got for you as a 18, 19 year old, you know, I think if they go about things that way, then hopefully for them, the, the, the tide will be turning in terms of being able to keep quality youngsters playing rugby union. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think like rugby being strong in Australia is important, especially like with our rugby championship, you know, if it's gonna be 100%. like if Australia is gonna be <laughs> cuck, then it's like it it's yeah. it almost takes away yeah. like the viewing pleasure, I guess. You, you want to have a good a good hit out against an Australian side. Um but yeah uh, Dylan how are we doing for time your side are you
1: yeah no no I'm I'm chilled I'm chilled.
0: Okay so it's just a Q&A and then just one more yeah, all good. um sweet thank you so, who is faster between you and your put? Uh, my brother, without a doubt. <laughs> um, why didn't you play 10 at the Stormers? Um, oh, if I know if I an answer
1: to that question, I would it <laughs> to you straight off. But, uh, yeah, I think coming in, um, I was seen more as a 15. Okay. Why what, uh, what do you
0: see yourself more as?
1: Well, at the moment, one hundred percent, I prefer playing fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think obviously, with the sort of role that I was given at the Stormers, I was allowed to step in at first receiver a lot. And
0: yeah.
1: At times I did that, and other times I didn't want to overplay my role. So it was it was really cool that the coaches who I worked with allowed me to to still step in as first receiver, and I enjoy it. I like often like wherever I go, whichever team I play, in, like I uh, always try and like chat to the ten and yeah. sort of it's <laughs> it is, yeah. so that um, you know when I do get into that position when I want to step in at 10 you know they're not sort of thinking hey why, why is this yeah. guy yeah. up here trying to take my <laughs> spot yeah. but and now have, I especially yeah. enjoy playing like 10 or like just watching guys play at 10 it's sort of like it's
0: good yeah, yeah. have you been given that freedom at Larissa to hop in at 10?
1: yeah 100% it's okay. one of the the things that uh, I spoke with a like with the coaches, you know, at, at length about, and it's um it's something that they wanna they wanna bring into their game as well, you know, um, because yeah. o- over here it's it's well I, I say over here I can only talk of La Rochelle. Things seem very much structured in a way that uh, back home and sort of. What what we wanted to achieve, you know, as the Stormers, is, is is to is to play what's in front of you, that type of thing, and yes, that's yeah. why I was given that role of. You know, if I if if I see space in front of me, I'm gonna call for the ball, even though that's not the play. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: that's the way the club, like that's the way La Rochelle wants to go, okay. and I think that that's why it's it's been. So good for me to to come over here and, and see how I can sort of take my game to the next level, you know, by by yeah. doing what I was doing back home in a different league now, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, as I said earlier, I wasn't going to comment on the, the selection, but I think you, you almost kind of fitted the mould that we saw of like, 15 wing fly half um, with the with the 6 2 split. So uh, it's weird that it, it wasn't a, a consideration. But anyway, you know, it's. it's
1: <laughs> yeah. It's bad.
0: It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your matrix score against Bosch? Ooh. Um,
1: you went. Away, away, we beat them 32 10, I think. And oh, now he's just bragging. Uh,
0: and then at home we drew 18 all. yeah, we yeah. we also drew in uh, my trick here. Such a weird end to your because it was our lot. I didn't play, obviously. But so weird. Uh,
1: like please like 10 more minutes. Yeah,
0: like just let the boys play, have a drop. Exactly. Like, who's gonna celebrate? Like who's going where? Yeah. If, like it's you know?
1: gonna chirp and claim one, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? At least have a dropout or something, you know. Something man. Oh, let the boys play. And, Dylan, I was made to to ask this one. I was asked to ensure that I asked this. Uh, budgie smuggler, or beanbag, and what made you st- start wearing speedos? And what do the boys think about it in the Jason room?
1: <laughs> um, I actually don't mind. I've got, I've got a bit of both. I think I've got a good couple of budgies and beanbag as well.
0: Beanbag. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's a great name.
1: Yeah. So. It it just came about, like, on one of, on my first Stormers tour, actually. We were in, in Sydney. Okay. And uh, myself and Damon Delinda just sort of wanted to get speedo. We were actually at the beach one day, and we saw, like, like the, the guys are swimming in speedos, and they were like, what's that all that's, about? That's foreign.
0: <laughs> that is foreign. in Cape Town
1: And then we saw, like, some of these, like, they've got really cool patterns, whatever, ended up following the people on Instagram, sending them a message saying, like, listen, you want to get a pair and whatever, mm. and, like, since then, I've just, it's just, for me, it's a lot, like, I don't, I don't play in tights, like, it's not that, that I've got, yeah. like, the biggest legs, so I've got to worry about chafing or anything like that, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't play with tights, so,
0: so do you draw boot. with your speedo? like do you draw like regular with your oh, I, I,
1: yeah, I play, so like I train in one I play in one, like I train in one event, <laughs> I'm playing it's it. <laughs> So it's just like it's just about
0: comfortability
1: yeah, well, <laughs> if,
0: if it keeps if it keeps it in place, it keeps it in place. So you, you exactly, can't I'm there's no two really, ways about it. <laughs> there's no two ways about it. It's just about comfortability. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, yeah, and then that pass. Sorry, I didn't say that, right. that pass. Uh, <laughs> so I've got about six different questions about it. So I think let's, I'm sure you've told the story uh, lots of times, but it's a story oh, worth telling. Uh, and I yeah. think you'll be telling it for a while. Let's be honest. Uh, so yeah, let's chat through that pass. Um, like, yeah, thoughts,
1: uh, how you did it. The funny thing is a lot of people watch that clip and they're like, oh, great pass. But yeah. If you look at the clip from start to finish, I made a horrible decision on D. Like, if Chesley didn't intercept the ball, the guy I was supposed to get would have scored.
0: (laughs) Shout out Chesley.
1: I I turned around thinking, oh, like, they've got us here. And, um, yeah, Chesley makes the intercept and then sort of toe punts in the head. And To be honest, I don't... There wasn't anything going through my head really like
0: that, that bishops free flowing.
1: I, I, yeah, I caught the ball and as I was like falling, I saw like Esper Murray running and I knew that he was in all sorts of space. So like I had to get the ball to him. And <laughs> all sorts of space. <laughs> because because I caught the ball in my right hand, like it was just I was in that position to just, like, throw yeah, it, so, yeah. I, yeah, I just knew, like, should get the ball to Espio, like, he's got a bit of space in front of him, so, yeah. get it to him, like, as quickly as possible without having to set up a rack, <laughs> and mean, that's what I did, and I mean, there's, like, I've watched the clip, and I'm like, so, how, or, you know, but yeah. there's like, I honestly have no explanation for it. And, like, people always expect this great story. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, don't
0: ruin the truth of the good story, I guess. Like, I was thinking to myself that, like, no, yeah. no
1: I wasn't really thinking anything. I just yeah. did it. Like, and, wow. like, lucky for me, it came off because it probably would have gone into the
0: grandstand. If, if <laughs> yeah, it, it, would, it you know? would have been a bit awkward if it did. It, so With, yeah, like, <laughs> it was,
1: exactly. It have been like... Why? why, why Yo. <laughs> you know, so, no. Set up the rock
0: come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was set up a rack. Come we on. Had, we had behind them. We had the momentum. Yeah. So, hold on to the ball. So, man, it, there's, like, no great story to it. It's just, I think, the funny thing is, like, I came came over here to La Rochelle and Tawira Kobalo is the nine over here now. Yeah, yeah. And on that day, he was the nine as well.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So, he said to me, he's like, he had the perfect view of it because he was running right behind me. Okay. And he was just thinking to himself, like, there's no ways. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we've, we've got them here. Because yeah. at that stage, like, the game was still pretty tight. Mm. And he was just saying, "Ah, oh, like, it's not a runaway try, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he said, when he, when he saw me through that pass, he was just like, there's no ways.
0: Yeah, come on, I didn't just see that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then he he said, like, he sort of knew, like,
0: mentally, they were just done, like. Yeah, because by that stage, it was like, you guys were more than 14 points ahead, or something. I think
1: when, when, when Esbier scored, we were 12 points ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think think so, yeah. So, yeah, but he, he always, like, he said to me, it's like, bro, that, like, and I I'll, I'll never, I never would have never told you like after the game good pass or whatever because he's such a competitor as well. He's yeah.
0: Like, but now we're teammates and he's like, but that was crazy. Good pass. That's <laughs> a, yeah. a great pass. I mean, a great pass doesn't need a great story. It was just a great pass. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who was your favourite player as a kid? Our favourite player? Uh, and you can ask
1: anyone that I went to school with. Like Quade Cooper was. The yes. Man. Like Quade, Quade was the man for me. Like, there was.
0: Let's be honest, Quade like, still kind of is the man. Like, even was, though he's, he's not Jordan, still he still man. is like, the man. Like,
1: <laughs> still the man. Like, shout we, shout we, out Quade. <laughs> played against him last year um, when we played the Rebels. And I just remember, like, the ball, like, they knocked the ball and I picked it up. And. Um, just beat the one guy and Quaid was in front of me and I was thinking to myself like I'll, I'll probably never get this opportunity again so I yeah. need to like do something here and ended
0: up,
1: yeah ended up scoring and like yeah man I, I just remember speaking to my brother after the game I was like
0: you guys are both like,
1: like I'm, I was like well, I'm done with rugby now yeah, I'm yeah, done yeah, it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like,
1: I'm it done what, I, what I wanted to do like I played, played against like my schoolboy hero and like we beat them, you know, so, scored yeah. a try, so it was like, I'm done with rugby now.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I hang up the boots, it's it's done. Yeah, you know,
1: when, um, when, it when, when they, they took like, the Wallabies, trained at, at Bishops once, and, uh, yeah. I just remember meeting him, and, like, not even having a, like a proper conversation, but just being like, hey, like, how are you, oh, I really like the way you play rugby, and he was just like, oh, thanks, and I appreciate it, and like, yeah, yeah. What, what position do you play? And I was like, oh, no, I play 10. And he was like, oh, man, I like, enjoy it. Yeah.
0: So did, fine, whatever. did he, uh, did you chat to him about that, like, experience once you had played against him a couple of times or was it like, just keep it under, you
1: know? No, no, so I, like afterwards, because uh, like at the Rebels now, they've got quite a guys who I played with at the force. So afterwards, I just like went into their, like, changing room and just chatted to them a bit. and Yeah. He was there, but um, just like first pump, you know how are you know, good whatever. Yeah, yeah. But not much of a of a chat, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, we're gonna wrap up now. I just think, uh yeah, i will be interesting to know where where do you see yourself by the next World Cup? Uh, by the next World Cup. At the Hopefully, end of it. Involved,
1: hopefully involved? involved in yeah. the World Cup.
0: Come
1: hopefully on. be part of a. Of a group of players that have gone back to back in winning Shit, world. How good League would that be? Um, and yeah, probably, hopefully, nicely settled in, still in France at that yep. time. Come on! But yeah, that's the the dream, you know, being being in that in a in a World Cup squad that that um, has gone back to back.
0: Yeah, with that belief as well, huh?
1: 100, 100,
0: yeah. yeah. Dylan, thanks so much. You know, actually, Chris Van Sale responded to my um, thing on the Q&A and he said – Of course uh, he did. He of said – I, I, I can't remember what he said exactly, but he was like, he's such a legend. Oh, yeah, he's such a legend. I miss him dearly. Uh, and, I, and I agree, what a legend. Thank you so <laughs> much. It's been, it's been so lack of chatting. I feel like yeah, no, just, it's, been
1: well, nice you it's been nice I connecting.
0: It's been nice connecting. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No, thank you very much,
1: man. Thank you for having me. Sweet.